Blog Talk Radio. If I speak for your followers and I speak for your ex-followers and I speak for the curious outsiders looking in, and you remain silent in the shadows and don't let your balls drop enough to come out and say something, then I say, who do you speak for, Mr. Miscavige? Anything on earth that says, don't listen to your mom and dad, don't talk to your mom and dad, that's bad. Yeah, wrong. Absolutely believed his own bullshit. Now, does that mean he believed it from day one? I don't know. Hobart reveals to them that he is the Antichrist. Scientology has not helped you. You have helped yourself. Yeah, I'm absolutely positive that happened because I was physically abused in Scientology. We're crossing the line into torture. Do you think there is a rape culture in Scientology? I think that there is a culture in Scientology that children are not children. So, yeah. And welcome to Come Get Some Extra Scientology Edition. This is part three of three with Tara Riley. Come a little earlier this morning. Schedule keeps mixing around a little bit, but uh, this is part three, the final part of the Tara Riley interview. Uh, which has been great so far, as far as I'm concerned. And coming up soon will also be a uh, uh, an interview with Christy Gordon, and there will also be uh, more coming from there. And when I say more coming from there, some of you might say, what do you mean? Because uh, a few weeks ago I announced I was ending the show. And... Uh, you know, the, whole, the whole reason for me to say that would be because I was I get a little bit self-conscious sometimes, and I get a little bit caught up in the moment of things going on, and uh, I don't want to do more harm than good, I said, and there's some real reality to that, but in the uh, grand scheme of things, it's apparent to me that I'm doing more good than harm, and uh, giving some things, I'm not going to get into details about everything uh, surrounding it, Um but giving uh, the feedback I received in recent weeks, the things, the messages, the kind and wonderful messages I've received from the listeners and from the people who uh, the show um, has has been heard. <laughs> You've spoken loudly, and uh, and I received some messages that really made a difference in my uh, in my thought process. And uh, I will continue uh, doing this show. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say about it. There's not really nothing much to be said. I've, Reserve the right to change my mind. Uh, so uh, the show continues. In the meanwhile, in the meantime, I can't speak today. Uh, let's go ahead and get on and let's get this over with for uh, part three of Tara Riley. I could talk to her forever, but we're going to get part three out of the way so we can move on to some other interviews that I have planned and some other things coming up. Uh, so thank you for sticking with me and thank you for all the kind words. And uh, here's uh, part three of Tara Riley. Never get through it. Like, you have to make yourself believe you believe it. It's like if they, someone tells you a joke and you don't fall for it, but they keep telling it to you, and eventually you just accept the joke because, <laughs> oh, you got me, because you're not going to shut up about it. <laughs> oh, the joke's on me, got it. Got it, yeah. Yeah. No, um, yeah, that, that auditing was a big part of, the ranch. Um, I feel like our, our first time was way better. Um, 
it's fine. I was like way more on point. I'm sorry. You're fine. I had to do the purest. I think I did the purest twice. I really think I did the purest twice. It's such a weird, like everything gets blended together. And I've spoken to like my fellow ranchers, and it's all the same. Cause like we didn't have, like we had, we were aware of the time of day, but as far as like the day or world events or anything, you know, it was just like we we had we didn't have access to outside world. We didn't have phones or you know television or anything like that, so, um, my, my days, it was, like, basically two years of the same fucking day. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. But, um, yeah, it's, like, all melded together. It was very, very long day. Um, so, the purist, I don't want to get into the purist right now. We'll talk about something else before we get into that. Okay. <laughs> I usually end up, like, hyperventilating. I understand. Oh, I understand because we talked a little bit about it. We'll get back. We'll come back to it. Um, I I saw on Leah's show on Aftermath that uh, that stream you were scooping water out, and uh, I believe you said the uh, um that water was used on the kids as shower water and and other things. Drinking water. Yeah. In fact, drinking water. Yeah. That picture. I don't know if I can get a hold of that for for uh, for the scroll on the podcast, but that didn't look like clean water to me. No, it wasn't. It was really gross. It was like dirty, dirty brown water with little squiggly worms. Oh, God. Mosquito larvae or something in it. But, uh, and, you know, it was very, it was very gross. Was it, was it, was it, was it, water. Was it filtered at all? Was it put through a streamer? Uh, what? No. No. They didn't screen it through and pour it? Are you freaking? I mean, like, you know, I don't, we just drink it. It was but we didn't drink it. We ended up, well, I ended up with, you know, we we were all pretty fucking dehydrated, really. Um, I had, my skin was so dry. I actually, it took a couple of years. Like, I had scars between my thighs and um, my cheeks from, my skin was just so just cracked and bleeding. And I think, I think somebody gave me a bag bomb or something to put on my cheeks. But it was, it, it looked like I had leprosy. Like, legitimately, it hurt so bad. Uh, I'm sorry, Tara. This is a billion-dollar supposable religion, corporation, and they couldn't send you guys cases of frickin' water? No. No. They couldn't. Crazy, huh? Crazy. It's crazy. And we were on, this is on a camping trip. This is on a labor camping trip. So... Um, at the ranch, we had your ba- you had your ten steps basic program, and I forget the ten steps. And for some reason, nobody can remember them fully. It's, it's like we all block them out collectively. But um, so and one of them was production. So we did we did production and labor every day. It was from you know, I want to say like 7:30 a.m. Well, we would eat breakfast, and then we would start KP, which is kitchen patrol, kitchen cleanup. So we would start cleaning up after breakfast, and then we would just clean and work all day until course time, which is around 3 o'clock, but we would go on these camping trips, these, like, special, you know, make us even better camping trips, <laughs> and one of, some of them would be labor camping trips, and that was the one where that photo was from, and we were up there, see, I originally, I thought that we were only up there for, like, two weeks, and everybody's like, dude, we were up there for, like, a fucking month, I'm like, really? Oh, wow. See, that's like, yeah, and I couldn't, I called, our race springs made this big, and clean them by hand. We're talking like 50, 100 foot 
tree trunks here, like, um, and plane them and carry them and build fences and it's called Ellerate Springs. How fucking ironic, dirty, squiggly, worm water. Way to go, Ellerate to Tipperay. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But um, that was the same, yeah, that was the same camping trip that I was really fucking hungry and I destroyed the, the mess tent. Uh, could never banana. Yeah, that was, because I wanted a banana. I really, I just wanted something, and she couldn't give it to me. What, 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 so, so let me understand it. Was it the last banana? No, it was just a banana. Originally, I was trying to steal a tortilla, because our meals were tortilla with peanut butter, ramen, dry ramen, um, because, you know. Dry ramen. Water. Well, we didn't even have, we didn't have very much water. The only water we had was from that little spring. You know how hard and long it took about two, I want to say like two or three hours to fill up with. How did you eat dry ramen and not break your teeth? You know, I never even thought about that. Um, I don't know. We all have really bad teeth, I've noticed. <laughs> Sorry, guys, if you're listening. But no, we all have really bad teeth. Um, maybe that had something to do with it and poor nutrition growing up. Yeah. No, I, I went into the tent because I was just hungry. And this girl, um, Erica, she, we were friends. And she was on a program at the time, and she was in charge of the kitchen, and she could not give me anything to eat. She would have gotten in serious fucking trouble. And, you know, and I remember it was like looking at her like it was a human moment. You know, it was like, we're not two kids at this ranch building this fucking thing. Like, this is like human to human. Give me a freaking banana. And, like, I could see that she, like, I could see. It was her ass. Yeah. Like, she couldn't. And I just, you know, I'm a it and I. So what happens? I ran up the mountain. What happens when you take a banana? Yeah. Oh, I didn't get the banana. I didn't get anything. So that's even worse. You got punished and you didn't even get the banana. I know. Um, you know, then, well, that's when I had to, then I was the water girl. So I had a buddy. That's how I got the picture actually taken. Um, Because it's interesting because I totally forgot that I had somebody with me. But I guess, like, we weren't allowed to talk. She wasn't allowed to talk to me. Or anything, so it would make sense that I forgot that she existed on our walk. <laughs> but she was the one that took a picture, and uh, she didn't say her name. Hopefully, one day I'll be able to. She wasn't allowed to talk to you. Yeah, because I was in trouble. Um, so you know, because after I I did the kitchen or whatever, I was I was thrown in a lake. Well, it was more like a pond thing, and. Uh, I don't know. Everybody just decided to throw me in for trash in the kitchen tent, I assume. Or it was, I don't know, um, I assume that was the reason. Oh, that was your punishment? That was one of the, part of your punishment. Yeah, that was one of the punishments. And, um, which sucked because I remember, like, you know, it got cold at night and it was just whatever. It was, like, my only warm clothes that I had. Like, under my flannel, I had a sweater, a big, heavy sweater on. And, um, you're wearing it. Super wet. Yeah, I was wearing it that didn't dry. Anyway, my has something to do with that skin that I had. So, um, so after that happened, yes, yeah, so then I was like the water girl. And this was like a mile or two mile hike down from camp. Like, and it, this was in the middle. This is like, we could have been eaten. I cannot believe none of us were like attacked, honestly. Like, there, there were javelinas and fucking bears. Holy shit. Just, and, Cobra, not cobras, rattlesnakes and tarantulas. You saw some of those? Scorpions. Yeah, I've seen, I saw it all. Oh, my God. Cobras, fucking 
Yeah, and like, but thankfully, none of it, you know, obviously, <laughs> that's scary shit. And looking at those pictures, I was little, you know, I thought I was a big, tough kid. I was a little, I was not a big, tough kid. They just didn't bother you? A fucking mountain lion? <laughs> no, it didn't bother me. Wow. It didn't. And like, I used to, you know, we used to sneak out of the upper ranch at night and, you know, just sneak out. And we weren't going anywhere because there was nowhere to go, but, you know, we meet up with boys or whatever in the middle. And that was a two-mile hike in the middle of the mountains, up this mountain, down the mountain. And that was, it got scary sometimes, but it was never, like, really, I don't know. The only time I was really fucking freaked out was this one time up behind the upper ranch. Um, I used to go on, like, walks in, in the woods, like, the woods were my sanctuary. And um, I would take the dogs with me. They were, like, a group, you know, when, when I wasn't in trouble, I'm going to add that. When I was, like... Um, doing good on the program and, like, following all the rules and shit, I could, you know, you, you got jobs and you weren't watched and shit like that. So I was able to go for little walks and stuff like that. And um, I walked up behind the upper ranch and had the dogs with me. And normally they would just, you know, run along with me or walk with me. And they all fucking stopped. Like, I, I think I had, like, four or five dogs with me. They all stopped and turn around and look the other way, and I was like, what the fuck? And I looked up, and there was, like, a whole group of coyotes, like, not even 15 feet from me. Oh, God. Growling and snarling at me, eating, like, a dead elk carcass. And I was just like, oh, my fucking God. And I hightailed it back. Time to go. Like, light as a ghost. (laughs) All the girls were like, what the hell happened? I'm like, don't go in the woods. Oh. Back in the woods. But, um... I don't know if coyotes really attack, but that was, like, the scariest up-close animal moment I had there. But, yeah. But, um, wow. the camping trips were, you know, a fun a fun side adventure to the regular life. Fun in quotes on that one? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, we didn't, we didn't have, we didn't have, we sit in holes, you know, we didn't have outhouses, we slept in tents. Um... Like I said, we had dry ramen. It was peanut butter and tortilla shells. Peanut butter and tortilla? I never tried that. Yeah, it's actually, I mean, it's really good when you're starving. And so right, right. Um, <laughs> and, you know, treating ramen packets, and then come to find out, like, that's a commodity in prison and shit. Like, hey, we were doing that stuff 20 years ago. Um, but, yeah, actually the best ramen, and a couple of girls and I were talking about this last week, we had, I had found a coffee pot. It was like a little single serve or like three cup coffee pot in an old auditor's bedroom. And the girls and I were like student staff at the time. And um, we, because when you got to a certain point in the program or when your parents didn't want you back, you got the option of staying there as staff, which was so nice. <laughs> and funny. Um, but we, I had found this little coffee pot and Oh, wait, no, it wasn't student staff. We were in trouble. That's right, because we had to hide it. We were in camp. Okay, so this one time we were in trouble. <laughs> and I found this. I was, I, I don't know what we were doing, doing something we're supposed to be doing, but we found a coffee pot, and we would make ramen in our bathroom, and we would eat it with the ends of our toothbrushes. And, uh... Like, like chopsticks? Like yeah, yeah, well, we only had one toothbrush. Oh, yeah. So we went there, but, you know, yeah, we would eat. That's how we would eat, and we would eat it in the middle of the night and go on. That's fucking ridiculous.
to the supermarket, yeah. And then my uncle, my uncle, when he was, like, calling to get all his, you know, information on me, he asked my stepsister, well, does she still eat ramen? And she was like, what the fuck? Of course she does. We're poor. Like, what are you talking about? But it was just, like, like, he was trying to bring up the ramen fact or something. Like, in my smear campaign, I don't even know where he was going with that. Like, yes, I still eat ramen. Yes, I have to. I don't want to, but I do. Um... That's trying to throw that in my face. Really, someone would throw in your face that you still eat a food product? (laughs) I mean, I mean, but at least you get it in hot water now, right? You get it mixed properly. I I honestly haven't had dry ramen in about twenty years. It's not the same thing. It's almost like a different food completely. (laughs) Really? Have you ever had it? Yeah, it's it's it's, yeah, it's something that I've seen. I've gone through phases, like phases, where I was like addicted to it. You know, they, there's something fast and easy and cheap. Not no, not dry ramen. The uh, proper, oh, proper. Right. You're asking if I try dry? No, why would I? <laughs> no, why? Exactly. Why would you? And that's the thing. Like, we didn't realize then. Like, looking back at it now, as an adult and as an as a parent, you know, and the, money, the amount of money all of our parents spent. Like, nobody, none of them have really. I mean, I'm not going to say none of them. Cause I know a few of them have, you know, opened their eyes and they were like, holy. But, like, I don't understand how they can still stand and justify their religion. And I put that in big quotes. Um, and, like, with ramen, you know, and then the water. And my, and my dad knew about this stuff. I told them. And, like, my family, when they called me before the smear campaign, you know, they were like, why didn't you say anything? I'm like, I have. I told you guys. And you guys answer, you respond in the same way. Like, I should be thanking you. Ah, man. <laughs> you know, like, well, it's either that or do be Kara. No. And I don't know. I asked my mom about that, too. She's like, well, yeah, but my mom before mother said that. I'd have to probably talk to Dr. Joel about that one. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was just totally good. I didn't want to talk to that. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. Nothing personal. So, yeah, like a and all that. And, uh, so, the ranch, Miss Easy Ranch, was, you know, uh, I I knew it was Scientology. I figured it was Scientology because my Mr. Riley family wanted me to go there, and they were all Scientologists. Did you? I asked my dad if it was Scientology, and he said, yeah. And I was like, all right. But That's I didn't a, really know. Yeah. I didn't really know what it meant. I was a Scientologist when I left. I mean, I was, but it wasn't. Did you Did you learn anything, or um, education wise, while you were there? I learned how to say my alphabet backwards. That's right. We talked about it, didn't we? Yes. I don't think we got that. Yeah, but yeah, you. That's the one claim to fame. You. I seen. I actually seen you online with other ex members, bonding over the fact you could say the alphabet backwards. <laughs> Right, I know that's that's like what we all came away with, um, and it, you know we all have our same stories with the cops. So basically, the only thing it, it got us out of, I guess, maybe our like duties or something. I don't know. But um, no, as far as education goes, I didn't get any. Don't drive drunk people. Notice by the way. Right. Don't do that. Um, but if you want to and you need to say alphabet backwards, don't do that. I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> But we didn't have any education. I did 
I did all of the basics. We did all of the basic Scientology courses. It was part of the program. We had to do how to use a dictionary, learning how to learn the grammar and communication course, um, basic study manual, and then from there, if you did all of that shit and wanted to learn more or read more, like I did, not so much in Scientology, just I wanted to read and learn more. Um, I did all of the, oh, I don't even know what they're from, like all the little courses. Like I was getting assists. I know I don't, I, I could if I was in Reddit, I'm not going to. Like I was getting assists, so I was qualified to do that, um, and I would on kids. And I was a word clearer. Um, I also did this thing called false data stripping, um, which, I was I was trying to read up on the other day. It's it's basically um, making pulling out. All, I don't even know. It's such a bizarre thing. So we're not even going to get into it. Right. Because it really goes into the the psyche of um, indoctrination. It's so weird from the outside looking in, and probably from your perspective now being in. And looking back, it's like the name of the process almost gives away the actual criminology of it all. You know, just just what's wrong with it? Yeah, I actually was re- yeah, yes, it does. And it's it's uh, Scientology is full of ironies and hypocrisy, really. Um, and I feel like it's a big joke. But yeah, true. You're right. It really does. Um, False data stripping. Fake news. That is exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh. So um, I did a lot of those. I did pretty much all of the courses. I think you can do up until where you have to like start paying big huge bucks for them. Um, and then. Uh, I'm a little bit weirded out by this. You, you were skipping school. It sounds like the main reason that you were threatened with juvie, and he sent you somewhere where you weren't going to get any school. Well, see, here's the thing. The problem was with them is that because I was in New York and I was skipping school and you have to legally be in school, it was a problem because, you know, authorities could get involved in that point. So that's why I was a problem for them. Like, honestly, they would have, I'm sure if, People weren't, like, judging them. My dad would have just been like, fuck it, just stay home. I really don't care. But he couldn't because other people were like, you know, Tara needs to be in school. What do you do with Tara? You know. There was pressure. So yeah. There was pressure there. And I, get, I mean, I get that as a as a parent. But honestly, I know my dad, and I think he's out, and he probably been, would have been like, fuck it. Um, so, yeah, it is very ironic. I, education isn't a big it wasn't really a big deal. Um, no, you, you, they want you to understand and be educated on Scientology. It's all that matters, right? Right, exactly. That's, that's what we learned. And I was very I was very upset by that because I really thought, like, I was going to be able to get my DV. They told me that I would be able to. And they, one of the things I asked my dad when I, before, you know, I had agreed to go there, and I say agree loosely because I was probably going there anyway, even if I didn't. Um, but, you know, it was that, I got some sort of formal education or that I was going to continue my education because I actually did like learning. You know, it was just boring to me. It's just, you know, and I had whatever, better things to do this time. But I, I <laughs> enjoyed learning and, you know, doing that thing. Plus, I didn't want to fail, and I thought I was going to be home in three months. So 
Um, I didn't want to, you know, be a great bind or anything in my... Sure. Um, but, yeah, so that was kind of a big fucking blow. And I know that hurt a lot of us, a lot of us, really. It affected not having that education. And it's one of those anchors, right? It's an anchor holding right. people in sometimes. Because where am I going to... I have a job within Scientology, that, and I'm doing okay, but if I leave, then where am I going to go? Right. And that's, that's the thing with, like, the job in Scientology. Like, I've been trying to work on my resume for, like, 20 years now, and I just can't come up with one. <laughs> but, like, you know, when I was 14, I was... I was Like, I was suicide watch IC. So I was in charge of watching people who, you know, were suicidal by locking them in a room and being in control of them when I was 14. And nothing on my resume. However, I'm just saying, I've held some pretty fucking crazy jobs. Um, That should never be on a 14-year-old. Not at all. And and these people shouldn't be just locked in a room either. That's crazy. No. I, I talked to that person since then, and, you know, we're cool, which is good, like, we get it, like, we're all children. Um, so it's a child telling a child to go do this, basically. Yeah, basically, and okay. she ended up, she ended up jumping out the window or something, and, I mean, I don't blame her, I would have freaked out, too, she was, I, she had to, I, she had to be in this little fucking room, and I couldn't let her leave, and, I don't know. It, it was very out. It's one of those things that is burned into my brain and has been forever. So I was really glad I got the chance to talk to her yeah. a couple weeks ago and smooth that over because it was just like, and I apologized. And, you know, she's like, don't apologize. And I was like, but I have to. But, you know, we get it. It was, it was like one of those, it's just really fun. <laughs> it's like one of those little fucked up things, you know, you forget about. But that was, it, as far as jobs go, I don't, um, and education goes. Yeah, it is. When Once you come out of it, you are kind of lost because you're like, you know, I, I got out of there at 16 and people are looking at me like a 16-year-old with no education and I'm like, man, are you kidding me? I just got off. <laughs> like, I just did all of this shit. I was grown up. You know, it's almost, barely do. it's okay. almost like I don't have anywhere near the education you have, but I have far more life experience <laughs> and I'm younger. It's amazing. And it's it like a it's kind of bittersweet because uh, I don't know like is it is it a good thing or is it a bad thing I don't know it's but, um, it's it's definitely not a normal thing it's definitely not that's definitely not a normal thing you know like smoking cigarettes and I it's such a basic but not basic thing and you know smoking cigarettes isn't really the cool thing to do anymore which is good but like I I was reading a whole bunch of stuff that people had posted recently about you know Ellery saying that smoking cigarettes um, is a cure for cancer. Or, you know, the more cigarettes you smoke, the less likely you'll get cancer. And that that was said. And we smoked cigarettes. And that's just so... Well, who said that? Things like that. Ellerich, actually. Ellerich said that? That's why That's why so many Scientologists smoke cigarettes. Are, are, are you, I did not know this. Yeah, I'll send you the... Uh, I'll send you. But there's a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's crazy. Um... But, you know, and I didn't, like, that goes back to, you know, that whole time I was thinking my my family was cool for letting me smoke cigarettes. It it was because Oliver H. said it was okay. <laughs> then it goes back to that. And it's like, oh, you guys are losers. What's wrong with you? Why would you let your kids smoke cigarettes? I don't know. It's just so, 
this is just ours me now, looking at the whole thing. Um, did, did LRH smoke? He, oh, yeah, he smoked. Dude, that's why, that's why smoking is good for you, is because LRH smokes. That's why. That's why you made it that way. That's, that's why coffee. And you know what's interesting and about the, the drug thing? Like, it's known fact now that he used to sneak up these, like, whaleys and stuff. And then he's telling all of his parishioners, um, you know, or his followers or whatever you want, the people, that they can't even take, you know, like, stuff, like Tylenol. And, and there's some Scientologists that will disagree with that, but being raised in a Scientology family, that's how a lot of them perceived whatever writings he wrote on that. And, um, oh, everything's literal, right? Very, very common. Right. And, every, and it was very, very common to not get medicine. Like at the ranch, we didn't get medicine. You were sick. You got thrown in a trailer with other sick kids until you weren't sick anymore. It's <laughs> like, oh, I can't believe nobody died. Yeah, because you think they're just passing the germs around in this trailer. It's just sick people yeah, with sick people. Ever. I talked to a girl the other, like, the other day. She was in there. Oh, I think she said like three weeks, and then finally she was just like, I can't. And she was still, she was little. She was 12. Skinny. She was 12, and she had the flu really bad, and then some other kids got the flu, and they just stuck him in this little tiny, tiny trailer, like a pull-behind, pull-behind trailer, like running water, just a couple of, like hot bed things. And there's no antibiotics. There's no, no antibiotics. there's no vaccinations. There's no flu shot. Nothing no. like that. And if you guys, touch this, you know, there's touch this, 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 the nearest hospital, I believe, was in Albuquerque, but the nearest doctor's office was in reserve, um, which was, I don't know, 20 minutes down the road. There's like one doctor. Come to the doctor. Yeah, there's a couple, there was a couple times um, people could have gone to the doctor. Like, I had cut the tip of my finger off. That's um, right. <laughs> This is my pointer finger, not like the bone, but all the skin and the nerves and the muscles. And um, I can't, I can't use my touch screen with my pointer finger. So you guys are all wondering how your touch screens work, the nerve endings in your fingers. And if you don't have any, it doesn't work. Um, so I cut off the tip of my, my nerve ending or my, my finger, and I sliced into my middle finger. I should have got stitches. I should have went to a doctor, and um, or I should have gotten a hug. I don't know. I should have got something, but I didn't. I got told, I was I put on a table, the downstairs kitchen table, by these two creepy people, and nobody can remember their names. They're like Ned and Nancy Flanders. That's who they, <laughs> like, that's who they look like. Oh, God. Remind me of. They were so bizarre. Oh, I think one of the ladies' names was, I think her name was Diane, and then her husband, I don't know, but they were very weird. They came from some church mission somewhere, I don't know, or they were not doctors. I don't know why they were. Yeah, I don't know why they were there, but they were, like, the medical people and the touch assist people, and they gave me a lot of the assistance. Did they have any medical degree? Did they have any medical training? Um, well, I don't know. Their their solution for the tip of my finger being gone um, was to have me lay down with my arm above my head raised, and they put melaleuca oil on my finger. And melaleuca oil is tea tree oil. It's <laughs> painful, it's mentholated, it's it's incredibly, pain is un, 
fucking believable. Um, I still, I like, shudder when I think about it. It's just so painful. Um, so, there was that incident with me, specifically. And then the next day... You should have gone to the hospital. Should have. I really should have. My fingers still messed up from that. Um, there was a time I was roughhousing with one of my, my friends, and I was on the ground, and she was on top of me, and my head was, like, in the boys' dorm, because the main house at the lower ranch is where the boys live, and then that's, like, where we would have, like, our commute, like, our morning uh, meetings and where we would eat and stuff like that. So it was, like, the main house, and then the boys each had, they had a dorm on, um, the east side and then the west side. And this is a very, very small house. This is not a big place. It was very small. I'm going to say, like, it was probably less than 1,500 square feet. And there was, a, there was a lot of people living in there, and plus it was our main area. But, um, so I was housing with this, this girl, and my head was down, and this kid threw, like, a 10-pound barbell weight. Um, Why? I off the bed, and it landed on my face, and it cracked my cheek, like, shattered my cheekbone, and like, I could see the other side of my face for, like, two fucking months with my eyeball. <laughs> and it, yeah, it was pretty bad. And they didn't go to the doctor for that. I mean, I don't know what they could have done, but um, I don't really remember anything really happening. Yeah. So, um, you know, stuff like that didn't or did happen. Um, as far as illness, we didn't get antibiotics. There was no way um, antibiotics. Um, I used to have horrible, horrible um, periods when I was younger. Like, I couldn't walk, and I, I had really bad um, sick, ovarian sick. And they would give me raspberry leaf tea, like, and that was in Calmic, raspberry leaf tea in Calmic. And I couldn't move. What the hell? laid out for, like, two straight days. And I don't know. Yeah, it was stuff like that. Like, I, really, I, I know. I'm not. I'm not making the connection here okay right i know it's just it was no real medical it was all vitamins and and now you know like we all know vitamins in hard form and pooping them out anyway so i don't know they were just giving us tons of vitamins and calmag and coffee they had a lot of coffee um what a weird mix yeah not right let's keep us going yeah oh that's true you had to keep going right all right, right. Long hours. Um, yeah, and you know, that was even, that was, I didn't realize until later on in life how bizarre that was to, you know, drink coffee so regularly when you were 14 um, and, you know, 12 or whatever. I think they eventually got rid of the coffee. I don't know if it was too expensive or, I don't know what happened, but um, life at the ranch. <laughs> Well, you hear a lot about abuses, and you know, Nathan talked about his abuses. I don't think you, I think you, you told me you didn't witness his, but did you witness no. uh, the abuses at the ranch? No, he, he, um, I didn't, no, I didn't. We didn't have that happen when I was there. Um, there, Wally wasn't at our ranch, and I think they made it, you know, made sure, like, Wally was a serious snafu, I think. I'd like to believe so it didn't happen anymore after that, but if it did... Yeah, but you've heard other things from other cadet orgs and other ranches. Yeah, 
yes, yes. Yeah. Other places um, and other times. But not from the time I was there. Okay, so there was no... I mean, throwing you in the water was kind of a weird thing in the cold. That was kind of an abusive thing. I mean, there, we have... I mean, there wasn't, like, hands-on... I wasn't, like, ever physically hit or beat or anything. I was right. restrained a lot. Um, okay. Like, by people, because I would try and, you know, whatever, I just do my thing. Be loud and be like, fuck you, I'm not going to dig this ditch today. And then I take off running, so of course they got um, And then they stopped running after me because they knew that I was smart enough. <laughs> I wasn't going anywhere, <laughs> so they stopped running after me. But um, as far as beating and stuff, no, that that didn't happen. Um, it was definitely fights between like other kids and stuff. Um, and you know, staff members I believe had a lot to do with influencing other kids on other kids. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. Yeah, actually. I've heard that a lot. That type of abuse. Yes, there was a lot of staff members egging on other children to, you know, do things to other children. Um, um, I can't think of anything specific. So something... Sure, sure. Uh, well, one thing that is abuse is, let's go back to it, um... The the uh, if if you're up for it, the purification rundown experience you had. Right. Okay. So, the purist basically is you sit in the sauna for like five hours a day, um, and it's, it's a wet sauna, hot and wet, and um, you you can leave occasionally if you have to use the restroom or whatever. Um, so what happens? Okay, so I did a purif, and I was already on it for, like, a month or something. And I used to blow from the purif, and blowing is, like, running away or leaving, like, an auditing um, session. So the purif is considered auditing, so you blow, blow from session. So um, I would blow, and I would, I'd run, because it would get hot in there. Plus, it was boring as fuck. Plus, you know, I was already in there for a month. And, like, what else could I possibly do in there? There's, like, nothing for me to run out. Like, there's nothing. <laughs> it's, like, unbelievable. And, um, so I blew this one time, and the guy that was in charge of the purist came got me, and I was, like, the last one on the purist, um, everybody else. You'd have, you know, kids come in, um, and do it, or whatever, and they they go, but I was the only one on it at that time, and he was in charge of me, and he went and got me, and dragged me back, and put me in there, and put, then he, like, barricaded the, the door with, uh, I want to see, like, a wood, like, a log or, like, cement or something. I couldn't see what it was, but he put something in front of the door, and then he sat in front of it. I couldn't get out. There was no way I could get out. And I was in there a um, very long time, very, very, very long time. And um, I ended up breaking the entire inside of it, except for, like, that, the heat rock part. That's hot, obviously. Right. Um, but I, I, like, pulled up all the paneling of the benches, and there was a little tiny, like, air hole, like, I want to say the size of, like, a PVC pipe, it probably was, like, a PVC pipe hole, um, in the back of the sauna, you know, for air ventilation, and I ripped that off, and, you know, like, trying to, like, breathe out of that, and, um... What happened to the guy that was sitting outside? He didn't hear all this? He heard it all. He just didn't, he yeah, just didn't react. He did. No, he was just, like, telling me to stop it, and I was, like, getting louder and louder and louder. And then finally, somebody must have heard me because 
somebody walked by, and then I was let out. And I don't remember what happened after that, which is just a blank to me. But, like, um, I do know that my parents, my dad was billed for the destruction. And I believe I was put on the fence. I want to say I was put on the fence because I did some serious fucking damage um, in there. Like, I destroyed it. And the fence was one of our punishments. Um, I was, like, being punished on top of other punishments, I guess. But the fence was uh, a 10-foot section of, like, how metal fence. It was rusty. And if you did anything bad or out ethic, you had, you got a section of fence. So you had to go and scrub it until it was shiny and with a rock, which was fucking impossible to do. So, um... I don't know how many sections of the fence I got, but I'm I'm sure I got in trouble for that. For for almost for for being suffocated in a hot box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for being stuck in there because you know obviously I was running something out or something like it was all on me. It had nothing to do with the fact that I was locked in there, like dying, suffocating. It was the fact that you know I wasn't. I I I you know I don't even know. These are things that I try and This about. is Scientology, right? It's right, it's yeah. Scientology. It's like, okay. And he didn't get in trouble. I know he didn't get in trouble. Um, I mean, I don't think he was allowed to be in charge of the sheriff anymore. So, I mean, if that was a kick in the ball, whatever. I don't, I, I don't even know. I don't think anything happened to him. He didn't get sections of fence for that. Oh, no, no, no. He was, no, because he was like... Um, a student staff, like he wasn't on the program anymore, he was just there, so he couldn't get in trouble on that with like staff. He could just Typical. move around yeah. to a different position because that's what would happen, you know. If you fucked up on your post or did something out ethics or weren't good on your post, you just didn't move to a different post. That's why everything gets pushed under the rug in Scientology because we just push everybody around and move them around or hide them in holes. So, you know, like craziness, it's insanity. It's so, so yeah, there's just a couple things that happened there. So you um, thought you were going to be there for three months. Yeah. So what 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 happened? <laughs> what, do do you even under, do you still understand uh, to this day? Do you know what happened? Well, um, I mean, once you like do the program and you know you become a full, you have to become a Scientologist. You have to be a Scientologist to graduate the program. So you have to bullshit your way through if you're if you're not a scientologist and you don't want to be. Um, and that's basically what, you know, we ended up doing. So that's like when I said like I was a Scientologist when I left there. Like I absolutely was indoctrinated <laughs> with everything, you know, auditing and the courses and the way of thinking. And it the the branch was based on the RPS and which is the Seorg um rehabilitation course, which is, you know, the bad thing that people get sent to when they're out ethics, and the ranch was based on that, so it was like two years of the RPS in the middle of Mexico, and I'm not, and I don't know what the RPS was like as in the field, and I, I know it was fucking horrible, um, I've heard the stories and I've seen it, but I don't know, like, how to give that any kind of, um, uh, I don't know how to compare that, but right. would know what I was talking about, but it, it was, um, I don't know, I don't know, it was very Scientology. Very, very and I didn't realize that until, you know, recently, how set up it was and how how messed up it was. Did you think that was normal? All, all kids are digging ditches somewhere? Mm, kind of. 
Well, I mean, no. I don't know. Well, it was framed as a punishment, so. Right. I mean, it, yeah, but that's like what our, our daily life was, is just monotonous, nonsensical work, just labor, you know, and it wasn't just like cleaning. It, it was just, I don't know, just constant everyday labor and, and work and, and then learning LRH technology and principles and policy. You know, we would have our graduations on Friday night and hit the parade with fucking pictures. And, and it was so absurd. Like, and he had to do it. Every side. But, um, I don't know. Well, they would catch you if you didn't say hit the parade, they would punish you? No, I don't think so. I hope not. If they did, it's, it's out of my mind. I know that we all had to say it. I know I said it, so we had to. Said, we had to have had to say it. You weren't like, in a hurry to say it. Yeah. It was, <laughs> right, so, and, um, but it's all, it was just all weird bullshit. It was all weird, weird shit. And my ultimate goal was just to be back with my family, you know. I just wanted my dad to love me and mm. let me be part of the family. And that just, that never, never happened. So, You're not the one that missed out. Right. I mean, not you. <laughs> Hold on one second. Yeah. I'm right here. Okay, good. All right. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. Maybe someday he'll realize. Maybe he won't. How How would that feel for you if members of your family came out and said, "I'm sorry. I was an idiot. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have said that." Is it? Is, is Are you able to forgive? Are you able to move forward with your family? Yeah, I absolutely am if they were to do that. Well, you were initially trying to protect them before they started smearing you. I was. Yeah. I was. Yeah, I was. And I, I was trying to. Um, I mean, not so much anymore. Now it's like whatever balls in your court. It doesn't have to be that way. Right, right. Yeah. I yep. I don't know. We'll see. It's been, very, it's been like a tumultuous 30 years and then 20 years just, you know, trying to, I don't know, understand the whole thing. My family situation is very bizarre to begin with and, um, you know, uncomfortable. It's always was uncomfortable. So I don't really know how I feel about it all. Like, I, I'm totally um, able to forgive and love and, you know, accept people for their flaws. And, and I get that. Like, I understand that, you know, all of our parents were human too and they fucked up not on us. So right. Hopefully they can, um, they can't. Hopefully we can all just heal from it. I'm getting there. It took a while. I, I think you're doing, I think you're doing amazing because, I mean, I guess you, you haven't been practicing Scientology forever, but you've been kind of hanging low before Aftermath, right? Right. So, so a lot of the attention, a lot of the, a lot of the disconnection, a lot of the, uh, uh, just a lot of this stuff is fresh right now. Yeah, it is. Okay. It is. You're doing pretty well considering, and, and I think you found, I think you found, uh, there's a lot of support. Mm-hmm. It really is, and I'm very appreciative of that. I didn't believe it when I was told that. We're all bad people. Right, right. I know. It's very, it's, it's embarrassing, honestly, to like, admit we were all 
or not we, I'm not going to put anybody else in mind, but like, you know, I, I really believed the world was just full of bad and there was really no reason to be, you know, nice or not, not that. I mean, you know, I'm going with that, but you're right. Um, there are a lot of very supportive people. Well, well it's not that you weren't being nice. That you, I, I think there is, tell me if I'm wrong. You can correct me. You know better than I do. It's fresher for you. Uh, it's fresh for you. Uh, it's not that you're not nice to people who aren't Scientologists, but you 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 would look down on them. They're not on your level. Right, and it's not even non. It's just really anybody, really, because you get sort of like a god complex in Scientology. There's a lot of people that say, you know, like other atheists have a god complex, but they they actually put that on. Like my uncle has a fucking god complex. Anybody that's OP has a fucking god complex. Honestly, they, you know, they think that they're in control of Calls. dropping their... Yeah. Right. So, and, you know, that indoctrination starts young. And then, especially for kids, you know, who are already, like, the outcasts and, you know, exciting and extraordinary and just misunderstood, <laughs> um, that that don't have, like, the love and the nurturing, get it, having or being... being... Being indoctrinated to believe that you are a cause, yes, at that age, it um, it, it gives you a bad complex. So it wouldn't be. I, I don't look down on other people, but I I don't know how to explain well, it. I don't think you do now at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, like I don't know how to explain that. Um, but I think that's true for a lot of ex Scientologists and Scientologists. Oh, it's just a matter of, of how you look at other people, basically. Just, I'm a shoe sister. I like to put myself in other people's shoes. I like Good. to understand other, you know, other people's perspectives now. And um, great. That's what I do. So I'm very empathetic, and and I'm not. I'm glad that I was able to embrace the feeling of empathy and compassion because it. There was a lot of years that I couldn't, and I didn't understand why I couldn't, and I thought it was me. And yeah. It wasn't me. It was the way I was raised, and it was what I was going to believe. And you know, and then I didn't, I didn't have any guidance after the ranch. I, didn't, I haven't had any guidance, and I don't want to say like, I don't like saying that stuff about me. Like, if you're 36, you should have your shit together, and I do. I mean, I do. Oh, come on now. I'm, I'm I'm 43. I don't have my shit together. <laughs> you don't have it together, but, you know, it was, it, it is, it's the whole thing is really tough. I didn't real, I don't know, it's hard to accept that it had such a fucking horrible impact and that I let it, you know, but I didn't realize that I was letting it. And then to see all these people want that in their life, like my family, like they know that this shit is bad. I know my dad watched this Leah's show. I haven't heard from him. And I know he's watched the episodes. And how do you not know? And, like, how, how, like, I don't know. There's a lot of willful ignorance involved, but, but what do you do with it? You, you, you're taking that as an opportunity for yourself to better yourself and right. and see the world differently and, and handle that with your children and your family that way. And that's a uh, that's remarkable. And uh, honestly, we talked for a long time for this interview, and, and you're amazing. So thank you for talking, and uh, I think people will appreciate it. 
Uh, we do uh, have to do a little bit of business here, as I do with most of my guests. I do something called 10 questions. I think you're familiar with it. That out real quick. <laughs> see. So 10 questions with Tara Riley. And you'll have an opportunity to say more if there's anything else to say here. Uh, uh, number one, uh, I know the answer to this kind of, and you know, we talked about it, but uh, Ohio, thumbs up or thumbs down? How do you feel about Ohio? You spent some time there. Thumbs down. You don't like it. No, I do not. I don't recommend it. Um, I wouldn't stay long. I just <laughs> don't well, don't I, hate her for saying that, guys. Ohio, Ohio is not for everybody. Well, I, <laughs> I, 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 I shouldn't ask you that question. I'm setting you up for failure here. I'm sorry. I've been pretty boisterous when it comes to that. I've told pretty much everyone I've run into around here, like, no, your town sucks. And then they get really mad. But I'm like, no, but listen, this is, this is how you can improve it. And then they get mad, and I'm just, like, I'll, just, I'll just stay in my house. <laughs> it was funny, because the reason I asked that was because I was chatting with you, and you said you were in Ohio. I was like, oh, I know people in Ohio. I like it there. You're like, you're the only person. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't know. It depends. People that, Ohio, people that are from Ohio. It depends on where you are in Ohio. It's not all that bad. But there's definitely well, some I, terrible places in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, I don't recommend Toledo. I really don't. So, avoid that. <laughs> all right. Good advice. Number two, uh, finish this sentence if you could. I wake up every day and? Um, open my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Well, uh, that's a good thing. Uh, please keep doing that. <laughs> no I will. I'll try. I'll be on the lookout to see if you're, if you're still around. Right. <laughs> no, no, I should be. I hope so. <laughs> Number three, true or false? The ranch was fun. False. false. No fun at all. No toys. No no games. No no enjoyment. Um, we played a lot of cards when we were in trouble. We played a lot of cards. Like, That's like pacing, so, I mean, the, the passing time and detention kind of thing. I mean, if passing time is fun. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the people in prison count cards is fun. I don't know. Okay. Number four. That's good. Number four. Juice, soda, or water? Water. Preferably without the squiggles in it. Yeah. Okay. Preferably clean water. Clean water. Very, very, very up. Uh, yeah. I'm a water snob. I can't drink tap water. I can taste like all different flavors of water. It's very. And people make fun of me for it, but I can literally taste all the different things in water. There are different tinges to water, and if you look online, you can find demonstrations on which waters, bottled waters are the cleanest. I think Zephyr Hills is up there pretty high. Not to do free advertising for Zephyr Hills, but that's what we uh, what we like. All right, number five. <laughs> Just something we saw a test on. Uh, number five. Uh, you got a lot of trouble over that banana. You really were hungry at yeah, time. Uh, uh, if you could have any meal to make up for that day, any meal you wanted, what would you have? Oh, it would be the same thing as always. It would be like steak, and lobster, and probably a pitcher of beer now. Um, <laughs> uh, or I'm not going to even say banana jackets. I'm like kind of over bananas at this point. Um, let's see, steak, lobster, and cheesecake. That would work. I could go for all that. Wow. 
All right. Well, I, I think I told you this before. If you're ever in the Central Florida area, I'll check with my wife. I'll see if I have the budget. We'll make it happen. Uh, <laughs> no problem. Now, now, now I'm stuck on that because I said it on air. Uh, <laughs> number six, jogging, treadmill, or sofa? Sofa. Okay, no problem. I agree. I'm with you. Okay. The pacing makes up for all the time sitting. I've been smoking for like 20 years. I can't dodge or treadmill or Number seven. Are you an early riser, early to sleep, or just, you know, not really much sleep anywhere? My circadian rhythm is totally off. I'm all over the place. Yeah, I see. I see you on Messenger at all hours. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'll, be, I'll be up for a couple of days and then I'll sleep and then I won't and then I don't know. I've been. It probably has to do with awesome upbringing and not having any kind of schedule. But um, yeah, no, I'm all over the place. Okay. Definitely not early to rise. Like if I had a choice, sleep in. Um, I would, but you know, early to rise, like you get that six to one and all that good stuff. Right. Okay, next question. <laughs> Number eight. True or false? The all this speaking that's been empowering for you. Um true. You have to think about that a little bit. Yeah. This trepidation this trepidation. I do, I have my days. <laughs> it's, well, no one said it was easy. It's 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 yeah. not easy and that's why one of the reasons I appreciate you doing this. Um, number nine. Uh Nathan Rich was a friend of yours, and you talk about him. He's still a friend of yours. Uh, see if you can describe Nathan in one word. If you have more you want to say, say it's impossible. That would be your one word, and then say what you want to say. I'll allow that. Nathan Rich is a pretty fucking extraordinary guy, and I'm very, very proud of him. He, that's where he is. So, that's what I'd like to say about that. Nice, nice. You alright? Yeah, I'm good. Alright. <laughs> Number 10. Uh, do you have anything else you like, any messages you want to send to anybody? Anything you want to say? Any messages you want to send to people who um, are already out or people who are thinking about leaving? Uh, any any of these people? Family members? Anybody? Um, you can do it. Uh, <laughs> There's love out there, and there's support, and you're worth it. Love your family, love your children, and don't give up on them. That's all I got right now before I before I cut Okay. Well, your your relations, your your um, your families, uh, they're more important than some crazy old man's uh, uh, storybook. Um, I hate to say it like that. It sounds insulting, but I mean, do some research and see. It it is what it is and uh, and enough, right? Enough. Right. It it really does damage. It doesn't. You're not fixing the world. You're ruining. It's ruining lives. It's ruining people and families. It's ruining strong people a lot more. And and I think you might be able to say this yourself. I know you I know you're working on it on yourself and you're working on your strengths. Um you can build that strength back up. 
you can, right. you know, and and there's, yeah, best thing you can do is is uh, come back to your family. All right. Well, thank you so much. You are you are incredible. I, I didn't ex- I, I I don't want to insult you. I didn't expect this. Uh, I'm very happy I got to interview you and got to meet you. Me too. Me too. I'm glad that you you put up with all of that. <laughs> I I hope it um. There was no rambling. Okay, good. <laughs> that was good stuff. All right. Well, thank you, Chris. No problem. You take care. All right. You too. Okay, so uh, m- much apologies there, folks. It's been uh, it was a good final uh, part of the interview. Of course, uh, there were some drops there. The audio is not at its best. And I do apologize for that. It seems like it's been getting worse lately. Uh, I've been trying a new method of doing some audio recording for the interviews, and as you, you may realize, it may come out differently in the end than it starts uh, if it sounds really good in the beginning. Uh, so I'm going to go back to an older method that I can actually clean up pretty pretty well and not have to worry about all the static and the drops and the low the little tone. I apologize for that. That's going to improve uh, moving forward. Um, otherwise, look, I just want to say thanks again for hanging out. I, I don't know if it's going to be a show next week because I don't know when I'm going to get that uh, interview recorded with Christy. Uh, but there will be more uh, content coming. And uh, until then, I just want to say uh, stay connected. And uh, that about sums it up. I speak for your followers, and I speak for your ex-followers, and I speak for the curious outsiders looking in. And you remain silent in the shadows and don't let your balls drop enough to come out and say something? Then I say, who do you speak for, Mr. Miscavige? Anything on earth that says, don't listen to your mom and dad, don't talk to your mom and dad, that bad, yeah. run. Absolutely believed his own bullshit. Now, does that mean he believed it from day one? I don't know. Hubbard reveals to them that he is the Antichrist. Scientology has not helped you. You have helped yourself. Yeah, I'm absolutely positive that happened because I was physically abused in Scientology. We're crossing the line into torture. Do you think there is a rape culture in Scientology? I think that there is a culture in Scientology that children are not children. So, yeah.